To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. With us now to talk politics, we have Thomas Coglin, New Zealand Herald's Deputy Political Editor. Hey, Thomas. Good afternoon. Listen, there are reports that uh, ACT and New Zealand First have met. It's not leader to leader. It's uh, the chief of staff to the campaign manager at New Zealand First. Are you hearing that? Uh, yeah, our understanding is that the leaders haven't met. Uh, so David Seymour and Winston Peters still haven't haven't met. Um, but but I haven't uh, haven't independently been able to confirm that stuff report. But um, but it, I haven't seen anything to to say it's not true either. So I'd say that's um that's yeah. that's what's happened. Yeah. Well, I've been told that they were going to meet. Certainly, people in the parties were going to meet. So that would stand to reason. So it's Andrew Cattell's acts chief of staff and New Zealand First campaign manager Derek Ball, who was of course an MP once upon a time. What do you make of that? The fact that these guys are meeting rather than leader to leader when you have had Winnie P meet with Christopher Luxon. Yeah, I, I think there are still some some pretty big tensions between David Seymour and Winston Peters. I think of all the leader to leader kind of matchups you could get in Parliament, the bad blood between those two is probably the, 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 of a magnitude greater than you, you'd probably get in any, any two other parties. So yeah. I think the chiefs of staff are probably clearing the way, uh, just sort of getting some guardrails down. It does seem like the Act and um, Act and National deal is going well. That relationship sort of bedded in. It seems that like that's really far advanced. And so now attention is moving to get National and Act on board with New Zealand First and to, to bed that in. But to be honest, it does sound like there is there is a still quite a lot of tension between Act and National on the one hand and New Zealand First on the other. They, 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 did, they have a reputation for being difficult, which I think they've earned in the past. Okay, and so um, Winston Peters still hasn't replied to David Seymour's text or phone call. Do you think he's playing silly buggers here? Uh, yes, I, I think I think that is that is a tactic that's worked for him in the past. I personally think that that Winston is very good at setting the rules for a relationship and what he's effectively been saying over the last couple of weeks. You know, there was that March fifteen tweet about a week ago, and then uh, then his um, his antics over the weekend. I think he's showing David Seymour, Christopher Luxon, and all of us that he can be difficult. Um, and and that you you don't want a difficult Winston Peters because a difficult Winston Peters is very very difficult to deal with. The pause in the negotiations between ACT and National at the moment to allow National to focus on New Zealand first. What do you make of that? I I, I think it is what it says on the tin. I actually think the ACT side of things is is quite far advanced, and it would make sense to to bring the New Zealand first um, side of things up to speed a bit a bit more so that that you've got a bit of a, a, a symmetry. Uh, between what's yeah, been but Thomas, why do you have to pause? I think I, I personally think there's just not enough on the table from New Zealand first. I, I, I actually think the Act One is very there. There isn't really much more that you it's far can advanced. do. Yeah, and yeah. I don't think there's there's enough that that's that. I don't think there's anything left to do before you see what New Zealand first has got. Yeah. Okay. So you have to go and chat to them. That's a fair point. Hey, um, what have we got from the Electoral Commission? Because I was expecting an update from them today on the bad count. Now we're not getting it, are we? No, the the last time um, the last time the electoral commission fronted was this morning. Mm. Um, yeah, very embarrassing uh, story yesterday, and, and actually some great um, some great data work by um, by our very own Chris Knox at the Herald. Uh, he discovered it. The electoral commission didn't discover it. Um, it's on top of the easy vote cards, on top of the computer system going down on the day, on top of the persistent questions around how long it was taking to count those votes over the last three weeks. This is the last thing they need. It's it's a it's a very relatable error. It's a spreadsheet error, but it's sort of something that's, that that someone should have picked up when they were doing you know the double t- triple check. So uh, yeah, I, I'd be I'd actually be expecting um, some talks around a, 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 maybe not a full scale inquiry, but a but a separate kind of. Um, 
a rapid inquiry perhaps after the election. So you've got that every election, the Justice Select Committee at Parliament does a little sort of wrap-up inquiry and, and that looks at you know everything that happened during the, the election campaign. It doesn't specifically look at the Electoral Commission. I'd, I'd be expecting at least discussions around a, an explicit um, Electoral Commission uh, look at after the election because I think yeah. I think everyone's a bit frustrated with the way they performed. Yeah, totally. Couldn't agree more. Hey, um, there has been some criticism I see of Christopher Luxon for not going to the Pacific Leaders Forum, right, and instead delegating it down to De- Jerry Brownlee and, and Carmel Cipollone because the Pacific Leaders apparently will take umbrage at that. But surely, Thomas, they will understand the domestic situation that we've just had a, an election. Absolutely. I, th- this doesn't bother me so much. Christopher Luxon needs to be here to form a government. Um, it's it would have been weird for him to go over there because because it's all very ceremonial. You, as as Christopher Luxon, he he would be going over there as a sort of uh, an MP, a party leader. He he would not be going over there as prime minister, which meant that he couldn't be in the rooms that he would want to be in, and that would be sort of somewhat humiliating for him. You know, you've got the guy who's going to be prime minister in a few yeah. weeks' time locked out of all the talks. So that 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 just doesn't work. Um, I think the the solution that both parties have found seems to be a, an adequate one. It's a really important region for us. We need to go. Carmel Cipollone is a very high-ranking, um, well, she's Deputy Prime Minister, yeah. um, as high as you can get without going to the Prime Minister. And Jerry uh, Brownlee, obviously former Foreign Minister, Foreign Affairs Portfolio Holder. I, it, it, I think they've, they've landed on a good on a good. Um, Compromise. Place the yeah. yeah, I would agree with you. Hey, Thomas, thanks very much. Really appreciate talking to you. That's Thomas Coughlin, the Herald's Deputy Political Editor. For more from Heather Duplessis Allen Drive, listen live to News Talk ZB from 4 p.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.